welcome to the BQBL Failcast for week seven, 2020. I'm your host, Alex. I'm joined by Dr. Matthew. Dr. Matthew, how many weeks in a row can they bench Cam Newton? Well, I, I, he didn't get benched last week, right? Um, they had so a bye. they're just I alternating mean, so, weeks? Well, technically, <laughs> if they have a bye, isn't everyone benched? <clears throat> Uh, I guess that's true. They didn't have a bye last week. Um, last week, New England put up 26. Um, they had a bye the week before. Ah, and actually, right. the week before that. So it was three weeks ago that Cam Newton was benched and put up 100 points. And this is deja vu this week. Um, 103 three weeks ago, 109 this week. Yeah. And the, there's actually been a bit of a trend with those low round picks being very valuable because the other or one of the other low picks that's been extremely valuable has been Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. First off, <clears throat> I just finished a, uh, a an Ita- or most of an Italian um, sandwich, uh, and it was actually served me by someone named Danucci. Can you or can you not confirm that that person just played quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, cannot confirm nor deny that that was accurate. Um, there was definitely someone named Danucci. Um, and his first initial was B. Uh, and that's about all I know about the quarterback situation in Dallas at this point. Uh, we've been on 24-7 point lookout there um, to, to see whether there is a chance they'd start someone who's not currently on the roster. Yeah, and this, this, these would be the first 24-7 points of the season. Um, we did not add in 24-7 points for being put on the COVID list. Um, although nope. in retrospect, maybe we should have. Um, and that would have given Cam Newton even more points. No. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think that's necessarily bad quarterbacking. So. Well, I heard that he, uh, the way that he happened into the COVID was, was, um, was via his extracurricular activities, which is okay. very, very BQBL-esque. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Um, uh, then again, again, the, uh, the yeah, Cowboys are trading away all of their defensive players, so maybe they just don't want to win anymore. I, I mean, I think after last week, it seems clear that wanting to win is probably not uh, a pertinent part of the equation. Um, That's fair. They have neither the ability to win nor the players required to win. Um, and if Andy Dalton's out for any amount of time, which it looks like he may be, considering the massive hit he took, uh, he, could, yeah. he, could, he could miss one. He'll probably miss this week, and he'll maybe miss the following week. And, you know, while I do think that seven wins will probably be enough to win the NFC East, I don't know if they're going to get there. It seems to me they're not as good as Washington or Philadelphia or um, whoever else uh, is in that. The Giants. Yes, that's the one. New York. So if you're the worst team in your bad conference, division, whatever, I I think you got to give up. That's true. Um, I mean, they're only half a game out of first place, I believe. The, uh, but how many games out of uh, Trevor Lawrence are they? <clears throat> uh, two. The number of wins they have. Right. So the question is, if we see the Jets sneak out a win or two and Dallas loses out, you know, how big a if, – if, if Dallas has a good shot at Trevor Lawrence, why wouldn't they take it? Or Josh Fields and just – 
use that as leverage against the uh, as leverage against the Dak Prescott situation. Yeah, I guess I can see that. That that I don't know it requires a level of forward thinking that I don't always attribute to Jerry Jones. That's fair. I mean, I guess the alternative for Jerry Jones is to hire one of the available free agents. And I think we both agree that the most likely one for him to hire is, is uh, Colin Kaepernick, right? Oh, yeah. Very, very clearly. I would, oh, man, it would be amazing if that were to happen. And it clearly won't happen. I, I did just read uh, somewhere that, that actually because of the COVID restrictions, right, there's, there's strict rules with when you have to test negative um, when you're joining a new team and how many days ahead of time that is. So I'm, I'm actually not sure at this point whether it's possible for someone to uh, join the team and start on Sunday. Mm. So we, we might be in for a, uh, I, I believe it looks like uh, I'm getting a report that his name is Ben Danucci. Ben, yes. Ben Danucci. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll get yeah. a, a Danucci, ben Danucci week. Who, uh, a Danucci week um, and what the best stat about Ben DiNucci, I believe. Um, did you, did you, do you know where he played quarterback? Did you see this? In college? In college. Oh, I have no idea. There's, there's some fan, there is some fantastic BQB lineage uh, in, in Ben DiNucci. Yeah. So uh, DiNucci was drafted out of football powerhouse, James Madison. However, before that, he went to Pittsburgh, where he served as the backup to noted BQB luminary Nathan Peterman. Ah, the unbroken yeah. line of so former he, Pittsburgh quarterbacks continues from Joe Flacco to Nathan Peterman to Ben DiNucci. Joe Flacco went to Delaware. He started at Pitt. Uh, I mean, I guess he started at Pittsburgh. That's true. So he started at Pitt. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, but Peterman... Um, Peterman's backup now playing for the Cowboys. So that's, uh, that's a bit of excitement. We got to remind Nick, he said he would listen now. So Nick, if you are listening now that you have points, I recommend starting Dallas this week. Yes. Um, also, uh, you and I, Matthew, discussed off air. There will be 24-7 points awarded <laughs> if uh, Kellen Moore comes out of retirement. <laughs> Yeah. To, to play yep. quarterback in his own offense. So he would be both the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. And he's only, what, 32, you said? Uh, yeah, I believe that's right. There was a, I, we were, I was looking at an article uh, speculating who the Cowboys could sign. Uh, this is where it mentioned the possibility of Kaepernick uh, and immediately shot it down. And it, it said it's more likely that Kellen Moore, who is the same age as Colin Kaepernick, um, would play quarterback in his own offense than Jerry Jones signing Colin Kaepernick. And, and that would be super fun. <laughs> I mean, given how Andy Dalton's brain was turned to mush, I don't know if Kellen Moore is going to be excited about getting behind center. No, it's true. He's, he, he sees the Dallas offensive line uh, <laughs> enough to probably not want to do that. Yeah, that, that seems unlikely, but for the record, would be worth 24-7 points because he could have already tested positive, uh, negative and he isn't technically on yeah. the roster. He's part of the staff. So we decided that that, that would be points were he to start. Yes. Yes, we did. In the unlikely event that that happens, um, it will be points. Well, speaking of backup quarterbacks, we did get another appearance from Jared Stidham in New England. Um, 
and Cam Newton, in terms of fantasy points, put up less than a point in another New England loss. Yeah. Is New England going to be a, a source of fantasy points for the rest of the year, or are they going to go back to like they were in the first three weeks? What do you think? I mean, has, have you heard any news saying what the official story is on what's up with Cam Newton? I mean, he had, you know, COVID. is it a shoulder? Is it, is it COVID effects? I mean, yeah, but I, have you seen any reporting on this? I haven't. I mean, they're yeah. notoriously tight lipped and it's very concerning. They play the bills this week and you know, the bills defense, while it hasn't been quite the juggernaut it was last year, it's still strong. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd be worried if I have Cam Newton in fantasy, um, I would probably be trying to start them if I were Russ. Mm, I think that's fair. I think the other uh, big story that we saw this week was we had our second Jameis of the year. Um, we did. It was from an, an exciting from one, too. The most unlikely of sources. Um, Russell Wilson puts up a Jameis with 300 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. And it was a, a very worthy of a Jameis too. I mean, those, those interceptions were both, or at least the, two of the interceptions were very Jameis interceptions. That first sort of lazy, lazy floater to the sidelines in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And the second it one in overtime. Should have been a pick six. To kill it. <laughs> yep. And the second one in overtime. Those are, I mean, those were very, very Jameis interceptions. Yeah. And, uh, so. and therefore we saw a big negative uh, in Arizona. So Jacob, had to, he got 24 points out of Chicago because uh, Nick Foles and company on Monday night did nothing, nothing, no scoring, no nope. points, just nothing. But those 24 points were erased by the negative 25 that Arizona put up with their game winning drive in overtime. But we should point out that even though Jake started Arizona and got negative 25, it was still the right decision. Indianapolis was on by and Cleveland, his other team put up negative 30. That's look, that's fair. And he also got a win for it, you know, because uh, unfortunately for Sarah, um, she started uh, Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay did not go particularly well for her, um, putting up a, a tidy negative 28. Yes. Uh, it's the second week in a row that, uh, well, I guess third week in a row that she started Tampa Bay and uh, they've scored, what, six or fewer points. Um, this is the first negative week, but it is Sarah's third negative week in a row. And again, Alex, uh, you and I both owe Sarah an apology. Uh, three weeks ago, she was sitting alone in first place. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, and since then, she has three negative weeks uh, and three total wins. And so Sarah, we, uh, we apologize for the jinx. I don't. She's choking. She's clearly <laughs> choking and she's blaming it on us. Um, <laughs> she could have had uh, three additional wins if she'd started Atlanta over Tampa Bay. And Atlanta is difficult because you know they're not going to get a game-winning drive, for one. Hasn't happened, can't happen. Two, you also know that the team who's playing against them will get a game-winning drive. So it's extremely difficult to look at an Atlanta matchup and start your quarterback because you know you're going to get either a negative 10 or a negative 15 for that game-winning drive. Yep. Detroit this week with a negative 19, but will smartly put them on the bench. Yeah, that's the right move. <laughs> I, I love this yeah. week how it happened with the accidentally scoring. Um, certainly, a, like, they've totally taken the mantle yes. away from, from uh, 
the Chargers in terms of Chargers, finding yeah. new ways to lose every week. Yeah, not bad quarterbacking, but but that play was fantastic. I mean, absolutely fantastic. And speaking of the Chargers, uh, putting up another negative score. Yeah, Justin Herbert looks good. And again, remember, this was the number one overall pick by Joe. Uh, and on the season so far, they're in the negative, negative seven. Um, he started them four times for a total of three points. So that's pretty disappointing. Yeah, it's true. He, he did avoid starting them, which was good. Um, but he also avoided starting Buffalo, yes. who gave him positive <laughs> points. And instead, he started Kansas City's zero and Carolina's zero. So yes. Joseph ended up with a zero across the board. However, two wins. So mazel tov yep. to you, Jeff. And uh, you mentioned Buffalo. We'll take a quick pause for a quick break um, and just say that we had, a, you know, we had a sponsor early on in the season. We had, took a couple weeks off. After uh, Josh Allen was an early MVP candidate, but after two lackluster starts, we're happy to say that Josh's Jacks is back as a sponsor of the BQBL Failcast. Um, so this is Josh's Jacks Zero. I have a box in my hand. I'm going to shake it. You can maybe hear those delicious red and blue frosted rolls in the, in the cereal. It's got Josh Allen's picture on the front. Um, Josh's Jacks, uh, a great addition to your morning routine. Alex, I, uh, I went to Williams College, and uh, one of the... Uh, one of the, the big things they had there was a, a stairwell was on, on the pictures outside and it has a quote on the side, climb harm, climb high, climb far, your goal, the sky, your aim, the star. Um, Josh's Jacks feels similarly about, about the approach to excellence. And so when it comes to your health targets, Josh's Jacks always believes, look at the target, aim for the sky, literally aim for the sky. Um, Josh's Jacks cereal has uh, is, is good for you as well. It has the same number, same amount of fat, same amount of cholesterol as touchdowns Josh Allen threw against the Jets defense this week. That's zero. <laughs> Josh's Jack cereal. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we have a box. And uh, this means that whoever wins, your prize for me will involve Josh's Jacks. So look forward to that uh, extra incentive to win. You can get yourself some Josh's Jacks there or at your local Eggman's. Well, probably not my local Wegmans. Mm, at my local Wegmans. <laughs> That's what you meant, at my local Wegmans. Uh, <clears throat> yep. Yeah, Allen passed for 300 yards, but uh, had no touchdowns and no interceptions against a, um, I'm going to say inept and disinterested New York Jets team. Yes. Um, um, he did lose a I fumble. follow a lot of, I know... Living in Western New York, I now know a lot of Bills fans. I follow. I'm in a different fantasy league with a, a couple of uh, talk radio hosts from Buffalo. Uh, so I follow them on Twitter now. And, and everyone was going crazy at the Bills offense through four weeks. Uh, it's been entertaining to see it sort of come back to earth the last couple. And they have the Patriots this week, who, for as awful they've been, their defense is still okay. Yeah, mostly respectable. Um, yeah. I mean, th to be fair... The, the Bills played the Jets and the Dolphins. The Rams, who are a, f a fine team, totally fine team. Mm -hmm. The Raiders, totally and then they lost to the Titans, lost to the Chiefs, and they just barely beat the Jets. So um, I guess the Rams win is, is impressive. But which was the other win yeah. that I was supposed to be impressed by? The Raiders? Uh, yeah, I guess the Raiders beat the 
cheap, so that's a thing. Oh, I see. So the transitive property. With. I'm impressed by the Bills yeah, because the Raiders yeah. beat the Chiefs. Sure. Correct. The Bills didn't, obviously. Right. But, uh, right. The Raiders did. Sure. Yeah. So the, yes. the, the so rock, yeah. paper, scissors I mean, game does fall apart a bit. Yeah. But also, I mean, they scored, uh, what, you know, 30 points in four straight games, which, you know, was, was definitely a thing. Josh Allen threw for 300 yards the first three weeks of the season. So there was a lot of excitement over that. Yeah. I, I think if we're talking about places where there isn't excitement, you got to look at the Houston Texans. Mm. So you're Houston. Bill O'Brien started the season as your GM and head coach, and you'd sold everything that you had, including future draft picks for this year. So your record is, you know, five and one, and you're riding high on the hog, right? <laughs> So it's an interesting question, right? If you were, if you were a, a coach or, or a GM candidate, which is the least desirable job, assuming that Adam Gase gets fired from the Jets and you have to deal with him? I mean, the Jets is always up there as least desirable. I mean, that's not a franchise that typically ruins things, but um, they've been so bad recently, and that roster is so bad. I think Jacksonville yeah. is a disaster in many ways pretty much every way that you could be a disaster <laughs> um but at least they have a little that bit was, of that was quite time. generous <laughs> i mean yes. yeah i think i would rather have the houston job because at the very least you have a quarterback and you have a defensive star you have a quarterback but you have zero draft capital you have no draft capital but i i mean i i don't know why what's the difference between last year and this year is it just the defense is not playing well this year I mean, they're also, I mean, obviously DeAndre Hopkins is the big one. Like probably they shouldn't have traded him. Like if we're, if we're totally going to armchair, you know, yeah. Way to go out on a limb there. I, you know, I don't know. The Texans are confusing. Uh, You know, obviously they, I think they do miss DeAndre Hopkins. So the offense has been fine. The defense has been uh, much worse. And they've also had, let's be honest, a fairly brutal schedule. Like if you look at the, if you look at the uh, current rankings of top teams in the league, right. Like what? What's that list look like? Um, it so looks a lot. Like you look at like NFL Texas power schedule? rankings. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they've played. They've lost to the Chiefs, the Steelers, the, the Ravens, yeah, the, the Titans, Packers, the, Packers. the yeah. Titans. <laughs> that is um, so, incredibly you know, brutal. That's and and they did beat the Jaguars, who was their only layup. They beat the, the Jaguars. The Vikings and are another they team lost that's the Vikings. underappreciated, though. Where um, if yes. you had to pick a second team. That was also kind of good with a terrible schedule. Yeah. You pick the Vikings, right? But again, on, on, on NFL.com, right, that's five of the top seven teams. They haven't played the, uh, the Buccaneers or the Seahawks. Um, but on, that, on their list, that's, they've played five of the top seven teams by power rankings and lost to all of them. And that's, you know, I don't know. They're, they're, just, they're not one of the best teams in the NFL, and they've lost to most of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, Bill O'Brien died for our sins. Well, really for his sins. So I can't really, uh, right? He's been fired. Is that correct? Uh, yes, he has been fired. And they have uh, Romeo Cornell yep. as their head coach now? Romeo Cornell is their current head coach. Um, yes. So uh, I, don't, I don't think we've talked yet about 
the team who won the week this week, right? Wait, there was a winner? I thought it was just everyone lost. The winner was yeah, Nick. Nick won um, for the second straight week. Hey. Uh, Nick, has, Nick has crawled out. Well, uh, he hasn't crawled out of the basement yet, but he's uh, not, you know, two stories below everyone else anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with his, with his second straight seven win week, um, this time on the back of Dallas, we did talk about, um, but also uh, Denver, that Denver-Kansas City game was snowy. I don't know, an interesting game. Let's yeah. say it was snowy, but uh, the, the Chiefs killed the Broncos, but basically no player on the Chiefs had a good statistical day. Right. The issue was, the defense was Drew, right? Drew Locke was terrible. Right. Defensive defense special teams played yeah, well. There was a, yes. Yep. Um, but no, no offensive player. So it was, they didn't have to do it was sort of confusing because they were, they were trying they, I think they Bell, scored like 40. A... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, it sounded like you had, you had a comment oh, you wanted to make. So I was just so going to say they were, they were trying on Le'Veon Bell like a slipper to see if he fit and they didn't really need to do anything else. Like if your defense and your special teams are going to score you know, 21 points or something like that. And the offense really doesn't have to do all that much. So they just kind of messed around and they easily won. Yeah. I mean, they gave Le'Veon Bell six carries. Um, but yeah, they, but it's just, if you see the, the Chiefs scored 43 points, you would probably expect, you know, more than one touchdown from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, Drew Locke was not good. He threw a pick six, as we mentioned, uh, along with another interception. So that was, that was good for 34 points. So Nick, with the 43 from Dallas, uh, scored 77 and, and won the week. Uh, Will started the Jets. Um, we mentioned Buffalo. Their defense did play well. Um, Sam Darnold did nothing. And, uh, and the Jets scored 53. But uh, Will got 10, negative 10 from Green Bay. Uh, and so finished with 43, which is still good for second place. Alex, there was some excitement on Monday night. Going yes. into the Monday night game, I was in third with 30. You, we already talked about how uh, Jake got 24 from Chicago to grab a win. You also had a chance to grab a win. You were sitting at 25, uh, which meant you only need six from the Rams going into Monday night. And uh, Yeah, against and the NFL's happen. best defense in Chicago. Or supposedly the NFL's, the NFL's best, best defense, defense, yeah. And they yep. got two points, which means that the, the yep. 25 I got from Pittsburgh and the fact that Pittsburgh just somehow didn't score, they, they like, I guess the three interceptions by Roethlisberger were really the, uh, the problematic part of this, right? Because they still beat Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. They sort of did, uh, I don't know, they did all their damage in the first half, right? And they like, they like we were able to get a field goal in the second half. Yeah, but it, it was um, enough. Yeah, Roethlisberger was a little short. He was close to Jameis, but a bit short. Three interceptions, but uh, only th- only two touchdowns and uh, 268 yards. Yeah. Well, I mean, you really need to be a special player to, to put up a Jameis. And I, I don't know if Roethlisberger has it in him at this point in his career. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I fell a little short and came in fourth. 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 Yep. Yeah. And then rounding it out, um, let's see. So fifth was Russ with Jacksonville and the Giants. Uh, and then sixth, were, we already talked about, uh, was the zero from Joseph. And then uh, 
negative one from Jake and negative 21 from Sarah. So yeah. that rounds out the scores for the week. You want to go through the standings? Yeah. So now after, after seven weeks, Will is in first place, 34 and a half wins. He is a full seven wins ahead of second place, which is now Jake at 27.5. So Will's now a week up on the competition. Sarah, uh, half a point back of Jake at 27. Uh, it's tightly packed just after that. We mentioned Jake, 27 and a half. Sarah, 27. I have 26. Russ has 25 and a half. Uh, Alex, you have 21. And then Joe has 18. Nick, only two back of Joe with 16. So, so still in the basement. 14 of which, I remind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, 14 of those have come in the last two weeks. So he's trending up. Yes, good trajectory. But started way below the intercept. Yes. Or maybe negative intercept, I'd say. I don't know. I don't do math. You guys can figure out the math. <laughs> um, all right. Well, on that note, it is finally spooky season. And uh, I want everyone out there to stay safe. And uh, again, if anyone successfully executes a Matt Millen Halloween costume, complete with mustache, belly, and, uh, and a group of, of terrible early round wide receivers, um, they would get 24-7 points. I'm ruling on it right now. <laughs> and, you, and the number of points you'll be awarded is based on the quality of the costume. It's a sliding scale. So uh, may all of your costumes be Millen-esque. And uh, we will catch up with you guys next week. <laughs>